Hey there, Ruby DeLuna here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle with today's top stories. It's Thursday, February 8th. The timeline for appointing new members to the Seattle School Board is getting clearer. And as Sammy West reports, the board will also clarify its residency policy. The school board plans to start accepting applications next week to fill the vacancies, and their goal is to appoint new members in April. Last week, Vivian Song and Lisa Rivera stepped down from the school board, saying they'd both moved out of the districts they'd been elected to represent. Their replacements will serve through the next school board election in 2025. For now, to prevent history from repeating itself, President Liza Rankin wants the board to tighten up the rules for when board members must notify officials if they change districts. Relative to the last couple of weeks, I saw an opportunity for us to provide some additional direction to ourselves as a board about supporting compliance and making sure that reporting is done as it needs to be done. The board is scheduled to vote next month. Sammy West, KUOW News. Kathy McMorris-Rogers is leaving Congress at the end of the year. The Republican from Eastern Washington announced today she will not run for an 11th term. Doug Ned Vornick from Spokane Public Radio reports. Kathy McMorris-Rogers is only the fourth person to serve the 5th District in Congress in the last 80 years. She was elected in 2004 to replace fellow Republican George Nethercutt. Before that, she had served a decade in the state legislature. She delivered the Republican response to then-President Barack Obama's State of the Union address in 2014. She is currently the chair of the House Energy and Commerce Committee, where she's leading the charge to protect the four lower Snake River dams. She's also known as the first congressional member to give birth three times while in office. In her statement, she refers to her great joy at being a mother and wife and including her children in her life as an elected official. McMorris-Rogers' departure opens the field for successors in the heavily Republican district. Former Spokane County Democratic Chair Carmela Conroy announced earlier this year that she is running for the seat. I'm Doug Nadvornik reporting. Washington drivers may soon pay more in car insurance by an average of 24 percent, the highest in a long time. This comes on the heels of a relatively tame period of rates over the last five years. Diana Opong explains. The Office of the Insurance Commissioner, the regulating body for the insurance industry in Washington state, approved a rate increase average of 24 percent last year. Aaron Van Tile is the communications manager for the insurance commissioner. We saw a 2.8% increase in 2022, no increase the year before that. And in 2020, there was actually a 3% decrease. Van Tile adds consumers could look at this information and say insurers are just catching up on things. He says insurance companies have reported an increase in serious bodily injury and fatal auto accidents claims over the years. Also, the cost to buy and repair cars has gone up. Diana Opong, KUOW News. PCC ratified a two-year contract with grocery workers this week, narrowly averting a strike. The contract makes PCC grocery and meat workers the highest paid in the area, according to their union, UFCW Local 3000. The union is celebrating additional wins in health care and retirement benefits. The contract also creates a path to eventually put a grocery worker on the board of trustees at PCC. It's been a difficult year for 
for the iconic Pacific Northwest grocery chain, PCC wasn't able to provide a dividend to members of its customer co-op, and the company had to close the flagship downtown store that struggled to recover from the pandemic. A PCC spokesperson said the contract, quote, reinforces our co-op's reputation as a great place to work. Under a new agreement with the U.S. Justice Department, the King County Sheriff's Office will change the way it interacts with people with limited English language proficiency. Amy Radel has more. The settlement started with a complaint filed three years ago. It raised concerns about discriminatory behavior between a deputy and a person with limited English proficiency. The sheriff's office says the case concerned the way a statement was translated. Now the Justice Department says the sheriff's office has voluntarily agreed to resolve potential civil rights violations with a two-year plan to create a new language access program. One component will be new rules prohibiting the use of children, family, bystanders, and other unqualified individuals for language assistance. A spokesperson for the King County Sheriff says the DOJ partnership will allow deputies to provide better assistance to our immigrant and refugee communities. Amy Radel, KUOW News. Legislation that would make it mandatory for clergy members to report child abuse in Washington state is closer to becoming law. It passed the state Senate overwhelmingly yesterday. Religious leaders had opposed a similar measure last year. They argued it would infringe on private communications like confessions. Bill sponsor Senator Noel Frame says the new legislation addresses those concerns. The bill this year makes clergy mandatory reporters, but with a very narrow and specific exemption for what's called penitential communication. Frame says the compromise protects the confidentiality of confession, but also states clergy have a duty to warn the state if a child is in imminent harm. The Washington State Catholic Conference says it supports most of the bill and is neutral on the duty to warn provision. Washington is one of only five states that do not require clergy to be mandated reporters. The bill now goes to the House for consideration. Another bill working its way through Olympia would affect when voters elect city officials. Right now, those elections happen in odd-numbered years. But a bill would change them to even-numbered years when voter turnout is higher. House lawmakers are split on the idea. Critics like Representative Travis Couture worry the law could cause voters to focus less on local races and more on national campaigns. This bill will polarize our local elections and crush and crowd out the smallest races. But supporters say the change could spur civic engagement and prompt more voters to weigh in on local issues. Only 36 percent of Washington voters filled out their ballots for last year's general election, compared to a much higher turnout, 63 percent in 2022. The House approved the measure today, sending it to the Senate for further consideration. 
The state house has passed a bill that would allow most large cities and counties to create co-living housing units. The units, which have been described as dorms, have lockable sleeping units and common kitchen spaces. Advocates say it's one way to address the affordable housing crisis facing Washington State. This type of housing is typically less expensive than studio apartments, and they used to be more common. But in the 1970s and 80s, many cities made them illegal. A companion bill in the state senate is still awaiting a full vote. And that's a wrap from the KUOW newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Ruby Deluna. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Talk to you then.